And it could be the best trade you ever put on. If you don't take the trade on the one in five times a year that it comes, you're going to really be sorry for yourself. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Are you ready to effortlessly take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes a day? Well, the 10-minute trading room is exactly what you've been looking for. Head to 10-minute trading room right now to learn more and trade alongside us inside the 10-minute trading room. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes. Good afternoon, traders. Hope you're having a fantastic day. I apologize again for yesterday. Um, while we were on the stream, the first thing that happened was my phone. I got the, the alert from the Tesla saying tire pressure is very low. Immediately later, my wife calling me. And then, as you know, we went to uh, a little break on the stream. Turns out she blew out the tire. And uh, in miraculous fashion, um, let me see. I sent a picture of it on the Discord. Um, yeah, it uh, it was not repairable. <laughs> and what I find very frustrating is the Teslas don't have a spare. So I kind of like, I like to prepare, I like to plan. And um, I had... Uh, it's not fix a flat. It's like this tire slime stuff. I bought a tire inflation, like a tire pumper, a tire tool. What is it called? It was, uh, a tire inflator. Yeah. Um, and I had also brought some tire plugs because I'm like, listen, if I'm stranded on the side of the road, I want to be able to just take care of it and move on. This is not something you take care of when it blows wide out the side like that. Um, and I mean, we have not. My family has not had a. I'm knocking on all the wood I can find. Had a flat tire since. Honestly, my wife and I were talking. I don't think we've had a flat tire since 2006. So definitely was about due. And I apologize. Um, I mean, she was stranded yesterday because of that. So the the car is still where it's at. They they replaced the tire this morning. The Tesla mobile service is cool, uh, but they couldn't get to it until this morning. So glad it all worked out. But that is what it is. Sebastian, good to see you. Brian, I think the next generation of Teslas will be able to prevent flats through hovering. I wish. My, uh, my Mini Cooper had run-flat tires on it, and they don't offer run-flats in this size. Otherwise, I would immediately have switched everything to the run-flats. Um, and I, I never once had an issue with my Mini Cooper. I never thought about that, actually. Never once did I have an issue. Strap a tire replacement to the roof like Mad Max. Glad she's okay. Yeah, they sell little kits. Um... And the, uh, I mean, the kit, just, there's nowhere good to put it. You just got to put it in the trunk, which is not not a good look. But when they make run flats, by goodness, I'm getting one. Because like I say, I never never once had an issue in my other car that had run flats. But it's what it is. Either way, thank you all for being uh, patient with me on that. Um, today is one of those days, as I mentioned in the Discord, where um, you just don't want to look into your account, right? I mean, granted, everything that we own should be, and I say should be because it, it, your account should be reflective of uh, appropriate position sizing. Meaning, I'm I'm honestly, now I'm under flat this year, which 
frustrating, but at the same point, that's how it goes with trading, right? We put on a lot of positions today. They're all working against us. And the com compounding effect is that. Uh, but none of them are actually to our exit point. And because of that, as you know, with trading, a lot of it is waiting. A lot of it's waiting for, not a lot of it, but like 90% of it is waiting for your signal to get in and waiting for your signal to get out. And in the meantime, don't touch anything. Don't break anything. Just let the uh, the trade play out as it's going to. So let's, let's go through our process here real quick. And we may even have a new trade to put on today. Okay, welcome to the 10 minute trading room. This is how to trade only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading with our outlier trading strategy. Um, let's take a look at what our existing trades are and take them off if we need to. So uh, we're gonna go through each one. First, we're gonna look for um, two things. We're gonna look for the MACD crossing back or two times ATR from entry. Both of those will be an exit signal for us or with the outlier data showing a, uh, <coughs> a change in sentiment, essentially. So let's go through each one. We'll start with SPY. So SPY, our two ATR is way up here. Uh, the MACD is not crossed down over. And this looks all right, no issues there. Um, let me clean this up a tiny bit. I did notice that the last short signal uh, using the historical data in Outlier um, actually was pretty similar. This is where it was back on February 9th. It went up for one, two, three, four days after that, and then the real move happened. So who knows? That could be the case here. Uh, but let's take a look at the outlier data for um, for SPY. And what we're looking for is a couple of things. Switching this over to the heat map view, I just recorded a uh, the full like demo for the outlier team this morning. Um, how much are you down percent? Less than ten, less than five percent. I mean, I'm basically under flat at this point. Uh, so what we see here is exactly what we want to see. So let's zoom in a little bit. The deeper the green, the stronger the sell signal. So I, I just actually learned that this morning um, working with them. So the deeper the green, the stronger the sell signal. So this is the deepest green it's been in a year. The last time it's been about that was August 22nd. Let's zoom out a little bit. Which was right here. August 22nd, it went down, went up a couple days, and then the real move happened down. And in fact, the exit point came, it looks like one day before this retracement. So that's pretty sweet. So that was 20 points on the SPY. So the deeper the green, the stronger the sell signal. And that's what we got today. What we're looking for is for it to either uh, turn to, to uh, pink no, 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 I'm sorry. Turn to a certain shade of pink, which we're nowhere close to that. Um, the shade of pink is is clearly represented by a mathematical value inside their modeling. But to me, it's more like an oversold, overbought position. And this definitely is coming from an overbought area moving this direction, right? So coming from this, moving like this. Coming from this, moving like this. This one was sideways. Coming from this, moving like this. So we'll see where it goes. But that is the setup here, Victor. That's the setup for there. So spy stays on. Next is pin. Let's go to pin real quick. And pin is actually right about at my opening point. So it's really not an issue there. When you roll, it's going to show a loser inside of your account on the, the option that you rolled to. But you have to take into account the trade that you already opened and closed plus the trade that's still open. 
So you're probably still up money on that. Um, now let's go to pin in here. So pins, MACD's not crossed over, not to its 2ATR stop point, no issues there. Let's go to pin. And we can see here, it's in the cell. It's actually starting to get pink, which is exactly the direction that we want to see. So no reason to take off pin right now. Let's go to KRE. As you can see, these are the cell dates. They're not alphabetical. It comes in the cell dates, or the signal dates, I should say. And while that runs, KRE, nowhere close to the 2ATR stop point. Still up money on the trade. And um, the MACD is still not crossed down. KRE is in the cell. And as you can see, it's moving from the green and getting more light green. It will start to turn pink here in a minute. So KRE looks good. Let's go to XLK. And it's important to always start with your existing positions. Because if you've got to take a trade off, you've got to start there. It frees up some capital so you can have actually more money to make more trades. And you're reducing your risk right off the top. As you know, that's always the number one thing we do every day. Reduce risk. And this is ultra dark green with the sell signal. So that is not ready to take off. XLK, uh, not to our 2ATR stop point. MACD's not crossed over. So keeping that one. JWN, uh, this one, MACD's not crossed over. 2ATR is not hit yet. Let's go to JWN. Go to the heat map. And you can see here. We got a cell signal moving its way down, getting more light green. So no exit signal yet. Next one is KBE. MACD's not crossed over, not at the two ATR. KBE. And with outlier, it's definitely a little bit more patience, right? Some of these signals don't, I mean, if we look at cell signals, how many cell signals do we have in the past year? One, two, three, Four. So this is only the fifth time in the last year that we've got a sell signal on this. And, you know, that was right before. Isn't that cool? That was right before the huge drop that the entire banking sector has. Now, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but we have KBE, KRE, uh, CMA, and I think this one as well, SCHD, are all financial sector. And XLF uh, popped up today as a new trade. So to me, as an outsider looking in, looking at the data that we got here, um, it definitely looks like the uh, the financial sector is about to be hit. That's what I'm seeing. So all that looks good on KBE. CMA, Comerica, MACD's not crossed over, still not at 2 ATR, and CMA... Got a sell signal here, not in the not oversold position. So there's no exit point on any of these so far. That's the point I'm trying to get across to you here. No exit points yet. SCHD. MACD's not crossed over, not at 2 ATR. SCHD. And not to our exit point on the heat map, so all that looks good. And then finally, XLP, XOP, not XLP, XOP, not crossed over, not crossed over, 
XOP. Oh, I don't have it on here. I'll type it in. XOP. And we got our cell signal here, not at an exit point just yet. So yeah, on a day like today, it's uh, it's definitely frustrating to see literally everything we own going against us, but that it does happen. So let's move into the next part, which is looking for new trades. And like I said, yesterday we turned off uh, SLG. SLG, in fact, um, I saw on here, it did have some news, which look at it go. This is why. This is why, hang on, where did we get out yesterday? About right here. And it's up another $3 from that point. This is why you follow your plan. This is why you follow your plan. Uh, you can see the only day where the MACD was crossed down was the day we got in, and it's immediately turned back and took off. Um, there was some news that happened yesterday. It sold a 49% interest in 245 Park Avenue. And... Um, that was the catalyst that caused this huge move. Now, of course, you can never predict that. You can only manage risk. So the next step is to get the data from Outlier. And today there were 29 that pulled through. Now, I've already taken the time to go through these and speed it up for you. But what we have is the next step. So 29 signals, all of them short, not a single long one. Throw it in the Outlier scanner which checks for relative strength and the trend. So we have G, Alley, G, SNV, and XLF. So we can take those four, XLF, SNV, G, and Alley. We can drop those into our outlier list, edit. So real quick, we can jump through these and see uh, what the liquidity looks like. So we have Alley, which there is some liquidity here. Open interest, extrinsic, that's right around 25%. So Alley looks okay. Then there was G, I don't know what G is. Gin packed, I don't know. There is no liquidity there. So we're not gonna look at G anymore. SNV, there's literally nothing. So we're not gonna look at that anymore. And then XLF. And there's all the liquidity there, all of it. <laughs> you want to know what's telling? All of the liquidity here. You want to know what it looks like when uh, when someone knows inside information and they have um, an edge that they're trying to maintain the institutions? All of that. Look at this, right? Now, there is some on this side, but you look at how many strikes are just completely filled with liquidity here that tells me that uh the puts definitely um that there are other people who see what we see and we're just gonna run right along with them so um this is the one i want to go with i don't even want to look at alley because i can only put on one position and i'm gonna go with xlf because of that so um not volume i want open interest open interest there we go and then i want extrinsic all right, so for the extrinsic value, I'm looking at 33 and a halfs or 34s. Um, the 33s is just, it's too expensive. So either one of these will be fine. Let's go to the next step. Trend spider backtest and the outlier signals backtest. So the trend spider backtest, 
strategy test, outlier theory short, run. And you can see here positive expectancy of 10.6. So that's good. And next, I believe I already did. Yes, I did. So five out of five winners on this one using the outlier data. Five out of five winners in the last year. And the average return was 138 or 4.2%. So that looks great to me. So both of these pass. Next, final checks, outlier color and the MACD. MACD is still crossed down. Outlier color is uh, not in the dark pink, which is what we look for to sell. So we're good there. And that was our final checks. Then it's time for position sizing. So we're going to put on a trade in XLF. And like I say, I, I have room for one trade right now, and that is it. XLF, and I'm looking at the 33 and a halfs. See where I can get filled. All right, I'm working. My order is at 72 right now. Bump it up to 74. Okay. I'm filled. Average fill price, 74. Lock that down. Cool. All right, so... Trade updates, let me put this one in real quick. So this is 627, trade number one, by XLF puts 721.23, yep. And this was the 33 and a half strike for 0 0.74 when trading at current prices, 32.93. Okay, so we added some more shorts to the financial sector. And if we got a minute, let me go ahead and put this on. So 32.93 was opening price. And then we'll go ahead and do all the other parts real quick. The important part in trading is just having a plan, right? You can be right. You can be wrong, but you can't think that you can get into something without a plan. 42 cents is an ATR, 32.51. And let's do that again, 32.09. Because you'll win some and you'll lose some and you can't predict the outcome of every trade as it comes, unfortunately. So 0.42 times two is 84 plus the opening price, 32.93, 33.77, that was close. But given enough series of trades, you can predictably have an outcome that should be favorable if your strategy works. All right, so uh, that's the plan right now. We got XLF added to our main list. All right, so that's the plan. Okay, so to recap, short everything, and including today, XLF. 
now if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and we have to get out and we have to move on. Right. Um, and position sizing correctly allows you to do that. So let's move on to our final thoughts. All right, I saw this and I was like, this is exactly how everybody needs to treat trading. Not just that, but fatherhood, motherhood, any goal that you're working to achieve, act like the successful 2030 version of yourself is watching you today. Now, if he was standing over my shoulder, what would the, the successful 2030 success, uh, successful version of myself say? So I'd be uh, 44 and he would say, you know what, Chris, you're right. You're not going to win everyone, but you are going to survive when you have the right position size. And you got to take those trades whenever they come. When the signals come, you got to be in there, right? Because those signals, as we just talked about a minute ago, they may only happen five times a year. And it could be the best trade you ever put on. And if you don't take the trade on the one in five times a year that it comes, you're going to really be sorry for yourself. And then you can't get too excited about the wins. I mean, you can be happy that they happen, but always keep in mind that not every trade is going to be a winner and not every day is going to be a winner, but you just got to keep showing up with consistency and discipline. That's what I would say. All right. Well, thank you for coming to today's 10 minute trading room. Um, me and my family are actually off right now to go pick up our car. <laughs> Cause like I say, it is currently stranded and, um, then that'll be it for the day. Thank you all so much for coming. I will see you right back here tomorrow. Talk soon. Hey, don't forget head to 10 minute trading room.com to learn how to effortlessly take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes a day and start trading right beside us in the 10 minute trading room.